With the world becoming increasingly unpredictable when it comes to your family's health, proactivity is key. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit contains eight essential medications like ivermectin, amoxicillin, and z Rest easy knowing that their chief medical team, including Dr. Peter McCullough, stand behind every kit. Visit twc.health slash Prager. Use the promo code Prager for an exclusive 10% discount. Don't take chances. Secure your family's health today with The Wellness Company. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. And a good day to all. It is the Dennis Prager Show, and it's one of those days where your Texas talk show buddy is here. Hey, everybody. Radio Land and Salem News Channel Land. Great to be here. Mark Davis from 660 AM, The Answer, here in Dallas-Fort Worth, where anytime I'm here filling in for Dennis, which is always a joy, I am fresh off the uh, the magnificent experience of hosting my own program. And, gee, what do you think we've been up to for these last couple of days? <laughs> what do you think we'll be up to today? I have um, observations large and small to make about incredible two days of Supreme Court action. Now, first of all, how to get a hold of us, how to get a hold of me, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776, you know that, DennisPrager.com for all things Prager, S a Salem News Channel, get the app or snc.tv and watch the spectacle and all the proceedings. We always love when you do that. Uh, and to get a hold of me on Twitter at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis, M-A-R-K Davis, and I'll uh, take a look at those during the breaks and who knows, I may throw a couple of things back at you. So that's how we get a hold of each other. But the main thing is the phone lines today because holy cow do we have things to talk about 1-8 Prager 776 1-8 Prager 776 against the following backdrop consider that this is the world of conservative talk radio and especially in a period where Biden is president and the culture continues to slide off into the skids which Dennis chronicles with such skill and so many, and the economy is in the toilet, and our borders are porous, and uh, the young people are unmoored from anything that resembles a good life path. We're becoming unchurched. Uh, young men are bathed in the pasty white glow of screens and are not out getting jobs and breathing the air and finding a girl and getting married and doing all the things we're supposed to do. The the, the list of things that are just crappy in, in America and the world is long. So let's stipulate that. And as a conservative talk show host, uh, I chronicle these things Constantly. And, and by the way, always with an upbeat and optimistic countenance. I mean, that's just me. Other people, everybody can do what they want to do. But as as dreadful as so many things are, uh, a combination of faith and awareness of my own blessings, uh, both in my life as an American, as a Texan, if I can say that, uh, and a number of other things that just you just got to keep an even keel. Now, why, why that long spiel? It's because even against the backdrop 
of things that are objectively terrible in America, and even against the backdrop of things that have just decidedly not gone our way in conservative land because, hey, Biden is president, uh, this is something remarkable that we have before us today. This is something remarkable that we have before us yesterday and today. This is something remarkable that we have going back about a year. And the common thread through all of those things is Supreme Court decisions. So as we talk a little bit, and let's do this from a 30,000-foot level. We can do it macro or micro, whatever uh, you know, lens you want to see things through. 1-8-Prager-776. Uh, this, if you'd have told me, eh, how long do we see the Dobbs decision coming? If you'd have told me five years ago, and I've done this for a long time, if you'd have told me five years ago, 2018, hey, Mark, um, in pretty short order, that right to abortion that the Supreme Court so fictitiously found in 1973, it's going to be gone. Oh, and by the way, so will affirmative action. The outdated, and listen, I'm being kind in calling it outdated, the fraudulent, vengeful, poisonous policies that say, look, because we had slavery, we had Jim Crow, we have had some injustice, that what we're going to do to respond to that is tilt the injustice back in the other direction. When logic And the law dictate that the way to respond to unfairness is fairness. The way to respond to injustice is justice. You remember the late 1970s with the Bakke decision that's been often invoked as a result of the affirmative action ruling. We used to call it reverse discrimination. Remember that pernicious term? Hey, reverse discrimination. I hated that then. I was like 20 And I hate it now at 65 Uh, because reverse discrimination implies that, hey, it's okay. It's the pendulum swinging back. We have discrimination, but eh, now we got reverse discrimination. Seems like balance. Seems like fairness. When, of course, it's nothing of the kind. The proper response to injustice is justice. The right response to decades, if not centuries, of treating people badly is to treat everyone well. And this is what this ruling yesterday did. Affirmative action says that, and and I've thought about this and I've said this for decades and decades and decades and decades. How insulting must it be? Not just to everyone, but how insulting is it to students of color who are really smart and really have good grades and good test scores? How brutal it is to them to, to tell everyone of their color that we just don't think you can cut it. We don't think you can cut it. We don't think you're smart enough. And it's inherently because of the color of your skin. Man, that is fresh out of David Duke. I don't know if the Klan walks around today and says stuff like that, if there's such a thing as the Klan anymore. I guess there is in some cave somewhere. But anyway, what an incredibly racist thing to say, to say that, hey, you black kids, you Hispanic kids, (laughs) bless your heart, little pat on the head, we know you can't really cut it. So we're going to tilt the playing field in your direction. We're going to screw the white and the Asian kids a little bit. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. Oh, my heavens. I mean, I know a ton of people uh, of pe- people of color, to use the vernacular, who are whip smart, great grades, and they are CEOs, and they are attorneys, and they are engineers, and all those things. How's that going over with them? What is the message to them? Well, now the message is 
that we're going to actually reach Dr. King's dream. And silly, silly me, I've, I've actually thought Dr. King has been correct all these years. We're 60 years past uh, the notion that he gave us of deciding that people should be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. What a superb way to look at life. And that started me. I mean, the I have a dream speech, I'm like five years old. And so I've, uh, my entire life has rolled out since. And silly, silly me, I have thought all along that um, racial discrimination is wrong. Race preferences are either right or they are wrong. And again, crazy me, I believe that they are wrong. That preference on the basis of race is wrong if you're telling black folks they can't sit at a lunch counter in South Carolina. If you're telling a a little black girl she can't go to high school in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. That kind of, of, of racial judgment, that kind of racial disadvantage is wrong. And it's wrong in the modern day if we put up obstacles to some kids so that we can achieve some artificial diversity. And there's that word, uh, the D word, which we will discuss in detail today. We're going to discuss a lot of things today. I think you can tell that. 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. And I'm dwelling a lot on yesterday's affirmative action ruling because as fresh as this morning's headlines, depending on where you're waking up, just a couple of hours ago, the Supreme Court delivers, uh, we've had the trifecta over the last couple of days. We had affirmative action yesterday. Today, sticking up for the uh, 303 creative, uh, the lady who is the web designer, who said, you know, all other things equal, I don't want to do the website for the gay wedding. And the state of Colorado put its boot on her neck and said, you must. And if you don't, you are discriminating, which, of course, is just intellectually vacant. What she is doing is sticking up for her First Amendment rights times two, both a religious right And first and foremost, this is what Justice Gorsuch said in his brilliant opinion, which I will share some of today, that it is a free speech right. The freedom of expression involves the right not to express. The freedom of speech involves the right not to speak. It means that government cannot, cannot compel you, cannot badger you into saying something that you don't want to say, either on a soapbox or in a newspaper on a talk show, or through a website that you've even been paid to design, or a cake that you've been paid to design. This is a basic right that you have. This is all going to come down, and believe you me, I'll lay it out for you, into things that are rights and things that are not rights. There is no right for the gay couple to expect that the web designer will be forced to do their website. That's a phony right, just like the right to abortion was a phony right. And the um, and the other thing, the other um, the other thing that happened today, of course, was um, was the notion of uh, of Joe Biden's uh, uh, assault on the Constitution with his unilateral uh, decision to spring people from the um, from the, uh, the from their student debt. I mean, it's just absolutely, absolutely crazy. Come on, come on, help me through. Come on, come on. Hi, folks. I'm delighted to announce my next listener cruise 
with the good people, quality people at Coastline Travel. England, Iceland, Greenland. Yes, Greenland. June 24 to July 5th, 2024. We'll be sailing on the Region 7 Seas. One of the most beautiful, luxurious ships I have ever seen. The 7 Seas Splendor with white glove service, spacious rooms, superb cuisine. Region is a five-star luxury line and all-inclusive. That means business class airfare included. One-night pre-hotel in London. Shore excursions. Unlimited beverages, gratuities, and of course, special events with me, all covered in the cost. We'll visit spectacular places in Iceland, a port in Scotland, the Faroe Islands, and three ports in Greenland. But the best reason to travel is the fellow listeners you'll meet on my trip. They always sell out fast. Click the banner at DennisPrager.com or email PragerListeners at Coastline Travel. Again, the banner on my website or send an email to PragerListeners at CoastlineTravel.com. Speaking of Clarence Thomas, hey everybody, Mark Davis in for Dennis. I'm going to share with you, we're going to do some calls right out of the box here, One eight prager 776 reactions to affirmative action going down yesterday. Biden's student loan handout going down today. Uh, and in Colorado, lifted up the First Amendment rights, both religious and free speech, but free speech was the focus of Justice Gorsuch, and properly so, because, and here's why, we're talking about the various fate of all of these all these Supreme Court cases, 1-8 Prager 776, was it a religious issue with the lady running the, uh, the, the web design company in Colorado? Yes, it was. For her, it was her faith, it was her religious beliefs that were violated, but the reason the First Amendment angle from a free speech perspective was more important is that you you got a sign company, a cake company. You have the right to decline anything. I mean, she, and, and she had said, and, and Justice Gorsuch mentioned in, in his magnificent uh, opinion on this, that she had said multiple times that she wouldn't do anything that expressed hate toward anybody. She wouldn't do anything, any messaging that disparaged someone. As it so happens, the objection she had was religious based on her faith objection to same-sex marriage. But it could be anything, and, and, and that is a right that you have. That is a, that, that is a right that exists. This entire thing is a dichotomy between rights that really do exist, which the constitutionalist justices focused on and relied on, not their personal politics, but the Constitution, and rights that are fictitious, rights that don't exist. And this is the stock in trade of the left. This is the sphere of Elena Kagan and Sonia Sotomayor and Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who's Stunning constitutional illiteracy was on display in her dissent in the affirmative action case in which she threw down, as have all the analysts who can't handle the affirmative action ruling, so many irrelevancies. Let me make a little list for you. We'll hop to your calls. 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Davis. I'll take a look at that during the breaks. If you found yourself saying, hey, uh, America still has some some tinges of racism— Okay, not relevant. Hey, this is this knocks down 50 or 60 years of precedent. Okay, not relevant. Uh, Clarence Thomas benefited from affirmative action. Yep, probably did. Not relevant. And my favorite, this is not popular. Or this uh, undermines the, you'll hear a lot about this, legitimacy of the court. Aw, really? Well, to me, the court bolsters its legitimacy by relying on the rule of law and on the Constitution. The attacks to the court's legitimacy are when, like in 1973, they invent stuff, like a federal right to abortion. Or in 2015, when they invent stuff, 
like requiring states to recognize gay marriage. If a state wants to recognize gay marriage, recognize gay marriage. But to make this something that, that becomes a constitutional must, that is a constitutional fiction. So when folks make stuff up, that's when the court's legitimacy falls into question. All right, one eight Prager seven seven six one eight Prager seven seven six. We are in Phoenix and Glenn, Mark Davison for Dennis. Happy Friday. How are you, sir? Good morning, sir. So uh, this is akin to Jack Phillips, the Christian baker, years ago. Uh, yes. Again, the homosexual community, the LGBT people, if they had the power, they they would force people to do things that they don't like. I ran into a, ran into a guy this morning, and I in passing, I said, "Hey, man." I, did you see the Supreme Court ruling? And I, he, he hadn't heard about it. He goes, no, what was it? And I explained to him. And he goes, oh, he kind of lamented it. He says, oh, discrimination is coming back. And I looked at him and I said, this has nothing to do with discrimination. It has to do with a matter of faith, that, that now the government doesn't get to force people like me to do things that we don't want to do. And then he looked at me, and he said it again, oh, so it's discrimination. What I don't think these people understand is that they don't quite understand that what 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 they might be forcing people to do today, other people might be forcing them to do something tomorrow, and so they, they're not looking at the bigger picture. No, so that's where no. we are, sir. I, I think that is, is concisely and succinctly put. Um, and, and that we mentioned the, the D word, diversity. We'll talk a little bit about what that is and what it's not, and how to achieve it and how not to. Here's another one. Here comes the T word. Ready? Tolerance. So much of this is wrapped in the concept of tolerance, that we must have tolerance for LGBTQ folks, et cetera, which, by the way, yes, don't beat somebody up or, you know, kill somebody or mistreat somebody because of, uh, of, of, of sexual predilections. Just, just don't do that. But tolerance does not mean forced acceptance. It doesn't mean forced celebration. And, and by the way, you know what else tolerance is? Tolerance is a two-way street. Meaning that as some people will step forward and say we need to have tolerance for people of all races, yes. Tolerance for people of every religion, yes. Tolerance for people who are LGBTQ, PDQIA, plus, you know, minus, uh, yes, 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 fine. But how about, how about tolerance for people who believe in what the Bible says? How about tolerance for people who believe what God says, what Jesus taught, et cetera, et cetera. How about, how about tolerance for that? How about tolerance for the lady in Colorado who, who wanted to say, uh, to go back to the, the the gentleman's point with the cake shop, let's go back to to the masterpiece cake shop case. Gentleman said, "Who on the cake shop? I got cakes in the window. Gay couple comes in, wants to buy a cake out of the window. Knock yourself out, fantastic. But if you want me to design something specifically in celebration of your union, which is antithetical to my beliefs, that's going to be a no. Where has been the tolerance for that?" In the case of the uh, Design 303 uh, website lady, she said, look, I, I do websites for all kinds of folks, but it involves specific content by me that I create, and there, there, there are things I won't do, and here's one that does have a religious basis, but it's a First Amendment issue, first and foremost, according to Justice Gorsuch, and I think she's right. Where is the tolerance for her? Uh, we had another ruling this week that's about religious uh, latitude given to people who have, uh, let's say, you know, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, don't want to work on a Saturday. Or I've got some uh, some religious observance or wearing something or this or that or whatever. Uh, if it subverts the nature of the job or costs an undue amount of money, then, of course, that's something that becomes the employee's problem and not the employer's. But it was a ruling that said, let's have some accommodation. Let's have some reasonable accommodation of things that people bring into their place of employment that involve their religious beliefs. Tolerance is a two 
two-way street. So um, as, as we look at these reactions, and as we take a look at what – there's, there's something glib that I could say, so I will. It goes like this. And any time in which the left's hair is on fire, as it has been for these last 24 or so hours, any time the liberals are having heart attacks, nervous breakdowns, conniption fits, you know something wonderful has happened. And that's kind of edgy and uh, I don't mean it to be mean because it's true. If if they have black armbands on at MSNBC because of, of three straight rulings, then something good has happened. But something good has it has something good has inherently happened. Joe Biden's illegal vote buying in a handout of college loan uh, debt forgiveness that's been nuked, and it's the right thing to do. Uh, affirmative action has been sidelined because it was the right thing to do, and this lady in Colorado's rights have been uh, bolstered. It's the right thing to do. Mark Davison for Dennis, one eight Prager seven seven six. More of your calls next. It is the Friday Dennis Prager Show with much to celebrate. The impending weekend, America's birthday, and a passel, if that is the collective noun, a passel, a swarm, a pride of Supreme Court rulings we can all appreciate. Or at least those of us who are... It's funny, you notice I didn't say all of us who are conservative. Why are the conservatives the only ones who care about the Constitution anymore? I mean, and I, I don't mean that as a rhetorical question. Why are conservatives the only ones who care about the Constitution? These justices did not rule according to their personal politics. The liberal justices absolutely dissented because of their personal politics. Why? Because objectively, there is no right to abortion in the Constitution. Roe v. Wade was fictitiously found. Not because I'm pro-life or I'm conservative, but because it's true. Affirmative action is is against the Equal uh, Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. Not because I'm conservative or because I'm white. It's because it's true. So, man, oh, man, we got uh, stuff to, to dive into, and we're going to continue to. 1-8-Prager-776. Okay, let's uh, talk purely and uh, with uh, plenty of folks on the phone line. 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. We're in Detroit. Mike, Mark Davison for Dennis. Good Friday to you. Hello. Oh, to you too, you know. Yeah, this is such a, a positive turn of events that I, it almost takes a while to, to sink in, you know, these landmark decisions. It and does. you have to get, yeah, especially with the incompetence, you know, the of uh, the Democratic Party, you know, uh, foreign policy, domestic policy, forget it. It's, it's really, a, 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 you know, it's really a positive thing. But, you know, we really have to give credit to President Trump for, for appointing these people that are, you know, and then also the courage of these judges, which we kind of forget about. It's unprecedented the intimidation they've they from Antifa, yep. Black Lives Matter, threats yep. upon their lives, and the Stalinist show trial uh, when it came to Kavanaugh. It's just unprecedented. But despite that, I think they have a lot of courage. You know, I really th- and, and how weird is it? And beautifully put, thank you. How weird is it when part of the definition of courage? is saying things that are normal. Uh, the, the, it, by the way, it is. I, the, the gentleman's point is, is sound and solid. It takes courage these days to say there are two genders. You'll, you'll get eaten alive for it. It takes courage on a court to say, you know, everybody can have the feels about affirmative action or whatever they like, 
or LGBTQ people, they can have things wrapped around their heart, and that's lovely, but it's irrelevant to what the law says. The liberal justices wanted this website designer to be absolutely compelled under the jackboots of the state of Colorado to do what the gay couple wanted against her religious beliefs because the justices wanted to you know, throw a solid to the gay community. Well, all right, you can be pro or anti anybody or any agenda or any group of people, but that ain't how the law works. Are you familiar with, uh, with Lady Justice? The statue that's uh, right there at the Department of Justice, you're uh, up and down Pennsylvania Avenue, between the Capitol and the White House, there's the Department of Justice. And the statue of Lady Justice sits and and has a, a scale. She's holding a scale. That is you know, the metaphor for balancing out the sides that are before the court, the scale, right? We weigh the factors that are brought before the court. And Lady Justice is blindfolded. Do you know why? It's because justice does not care whether you are black or white or rich or poor or gay or straight or connected or not or liberal or conservative. It's just what you bring to the court. So the leftist justices, your, your Sonia Sotomayor's, your Elena Kagan's, your Ketanji Brown Jackson's are all about in her. And I'm going to share some of her logic. I use the term uh, loosely because it's all about lived experience and America is still racist. Oh, fine, fine. fine. I, I get it. Not relevant to what the law says. Not relevant. Mark Davis in for Dennis. 1-8-Prager-776. Stick around. Much more to come. More of your calls next on this Friday. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with my pillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0. Roger Daltrey and the Who had it right. Did you know that close to 90% of pharmaceuticals in the U.S. are produced outside of the U.S.? So what happens when the next global crisis strikes? Countries clamp down on exports, they stockpile, the prices of drugs rise, and the pharmaceutical shelves in America are empty. That's where the Wellness Company can help. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit holds eight life-saving medications that every American should keep in his or her home. If you have Tylenol, you should have this kit. The kit contains antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics like amoxicillin, ivermectin, z and more. It also includes a 22-page guidebook with instructions on safe usage. From benign tick bites to extreme bioterror events, every scenario is covered. Head to twc.health slash 
Prager and grab your medical emergency kit. That's twc.health slash Prager, code Prager to save 10% at checkout. This is the emergency kit that you want to have on hand. Be safe, be prepared, and stay well. Kits are only available in the USA. Freedom tastes of reality from the Tommy soundtrack. Late 60s, even then they knew, I'm free. Was a wonderful thing to be able to proclaim, and we can proclaim it with a little more certainty today as the Supreme Court weighs in. And if you're just joining us, welcome. Mark Davis in for Dennis Prager, wrapping up the week, heading into what is for many a July 4th weekend, a good long weekend, good luck at the airport, and various other things you may uh, have in mind. I hope it's all filled with blessings, filled with safety, and filled with joy. I'm filled with joy today. Uh, and it's kind of funny because I'm so tempted to say as a conservative, but, but which of course, but as an American, As someone who believes in that pesky constitution as something that is to be valued and and not trod upon for political or social convenience, this is what the left does. Don't want to tell a woman that she can't kill a baby? Roe v. Wade, an artificial right to an abortion. Uh, You want to exact some type of racial revenge because of slavery and Jim Crow? Hey, let's have affirmative action forever. Well, the Supreme Court steps in and says no. Hey, does your LGBTQ advocacy run so deep that you want to force a woman who has a web design company to make a a, a website for a gay wedding against her uh, personal views? Go ahead and do that. Trample all over that. And the Supreme Court steps in to say no, not because they are pro or anti-LGBTQ or not because on the affirmative action thing, whether they're pro or anti-black or pro or anti-anybody. It's because it's what the Constitution says. And the media coverage, oh boy, shocker. Uh, You will see enormous references here. Hang on a second. The CNN website. Here we go. Court rejects student loan forgiveness. That's true. Limits LGBTQ rights. Uh, uh, uh. They didn't limit anybody's rights. They found that something was not a right. There's a difference. And isn't it interesting? If if, If you want to keep your focus on things that are rights and things that are not We can apply this all across those various rulings I just mentioned. And by the way, hop on the phones. We're going there momentarily. 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis. Shoot me a note there. I'll take a look at those during commercial breaks. It's a way for us to hang out from time to time. Great to be hanging out with you on the Prager Show. Okay, ready? Let's make some lists. Rights that exist. Rights that don't exist. History first, 1973. A right to terminate a pregnancy does not exist. It's not the Constitution. Roe v. Wade was a constitutional falsehood. All right, let's go to yesterday. Affirmative action. Is there a right, if you are black or Hispanic, uh, a right to expect that the playing field will be tilted toward you because of past injustices to people who look like you? Not a right. What is a right? A right that the 14th Amendment and its equal protection uh, clause will be uh, respected. That is a right. Um, the lady with the, uh, the the web design business. Is there a right of LGBTQ for a gay couple? Is there, do they have a right to expect that a, a web design place or a cake shop or a flower shop uh, uh, will, will have uh, uh, will be forced to create something that is antithetical to their uh, deeply held beliefs? Not a right. There is a right, a First Amendment right. That you will not be compelled, just as just as the First Amendment protects what you do want to say, 
It also says that government will not compel you to say something you don't wish to say. Say is a loosey-goosey word. Say, express, print, design. You know. Uh, now, here's a distinction that's vital as we go to the phones. In the case of a, a cake shop. And by the way, the guy at the Masterpiece Cake Shop said, if I got cakes in the window, gay couple wants a cake, buy a cake. You know, if I got a, you know, 50 chairs for rent, couple's gay, take the chairs. But when it comes to me crafting something from my creativity, from my mind, my heart, my design, my, uh, you know, my talents, uh, I'm not going to do something that is, uh, that, that is discordant with my beliefs. And as the lady in the, in the uh, uh, Creative 303 uh, course decided today said, it's not just about a religious belief that I have. I wouldn't do a website for a hate group. I wouldn't do a website designed to you know, horribly disparage somebody. There's all kinds of things that I would not do because it's me. It's my work. It's my creativity. It's my design. It is my talent. And that is a right that does exist. This is not hard. This is not complicated. And yet there is a willful blindness uh, for justices on the left and apparently for millions of Americans on the left as well. So, hey, I'm here to help, and it's free. <laughs> it's free. I'm free. You're free. We're all free, supposedly. Anyway, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. Let's do a burst of calls. And then, special treat. This is great. Don't get out of the car. I, just as I shared uh, the Katanji Brown Jackson argument, uh, Clarence Thomas's response to it, oh, it's one for the ages. It is just reminder number 5,000 of why this man is such, such a constitutionalist hero, such a magnificent, magnificent man. All righty, we are in uh, Crown Point, Indiana. Jim, hey, Mark Davis in for Dennis. How are you doing? Happy Friday to you. Likewise, sir. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, I've been watching the Roberts Court, especially since his ruling uh, that Obama doesn't care as a tax. And every season, they they give us a bunch of great rulings, like you're discussing today, but there's always a primary one or maybe secondary two that change the course of the country – Forever, And in this case, it's the election rulings. And I'm really concerned that they're playing the long game, uh, Roberts is, and we're celebrating the short game right now. Well, if, well wow. I would hardly suggest that uh, getting rid of abortion as a right is the short game, that getting rid of the racism of affirmative action is the short game, that sticking up for the rights of an individual entrepreneur not to have her First Amendment rights uh, trampled, that that is a short game. I I think that's about as long as the game gets. I understand what you're saying, but those can all be reversed. Um, And Anything can be reversed. Understood. But yeah. a packed Supreme Court isn't going to overturn the election rulings, um, but they are going well. to do the voting rights. And so we're behind the eight ball now in the election cycles, even more than we were. That's why I call it. I, 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 well, I don't know. I don't know where I don't know where your bar is set. 2020, we got screwed in 2020. Uh, my state of Texas, even the much ballyhooed state of Georgia, has bolstered some things. I think eyes are wide open. I, I, will, will Democrats uh, try to cheat again in 24? Absolutely. 
Will they prevail uh, as a result of cheating? Hope not. Uh, one of my favorite concepts, if, if, if it ain't close, they can't cheat. I think that was a Hugh Hewitt book title. If we show up in droves and just do what we, uh, what we say we can do, then, uh, then if, if they cheat to the, to the extent of a uh, – because how did Trump lose, if, if indeed he did, a few thousand votes in four states? Well, if he'd won Arizona by more, if he'd won Michigan by more, if he'd won Pennsylvania by more, then that wouldn't have happened. So let's show up with even greater passion uh, in 2024. One of the things that makes me a little crazy is, and, and listen, I am as exercised as anybody about how hosed we were in 2020 as COVID panic led states to change election law unconstitutionally on the fly. Um, rules were were changed uh, summarily and illegally, and there were votes counted that, sh- that flat out shouldn't have been. And by the way, that's why it was never fileable under election fraud in, in the in the textbook sense. And why all these court rulings, well, there was never any finding of widespread election fraud. It didn't have to be widespread. It was a few thousand votes in four states and boom, flips the election. Now, are we going to be better at this in 24 than we are in 20? I pray so. I hope so. But let me take control of the thing that I can do something about. And that's make sure that I vote. And I kind of got this really cool job where I can uh, try to persuade others to do the same. And I'll tell you what kills me is the folks who are defeatist coming out of the starting blocks who look at 2024 and go, you know, wah, wah, wah. you know, there's there's no hope. The fix is in. We're in a, we don't have any hope. Look, if, if Trump doesn't spark energy in you, <laughs> I don't know what I can tell you as a conservative. If you have concerns about whether he can beat Biden and that makes you think about DeSantis, DeSantis was great on Jesse Waters last night. DeSantis is great in a ton of ways. Can he catch Trump? I have no idea. But if it's either of these two guys... We, we will have enormous reasons for conservative enthusiasm. And I know the left will be in, in uh, crawling through fire and walking on broken glass to beat whoever we offer up. But uh, if, I have a feeling the country is getting the feeling that may not agree with us about everything, but those people are crazy. Mark Davis in for Dennis, 1-8-Prager-776. Stick around. We will continue. And what a great day to celebrate the legacy of Justice Thomas. Let me get through it. we got a bunch of calls. I want to get to these folks. And then I'm going to share a little bit of the glorious writing of Justice Thomas in reply to the, the fog-brained constitutional illiteracy of Ketanji Brown Jackson. It is a glorious, soul-cleansing constitutional tonic for the, uh, uh, for, for the spirit. And I'll get to that here as we, as we progress. Dennis Prager Show for Friday. Mark Davis filling in here at 6.60 a.m. The Answer in Dallas-Fort Worth. Hope all is well for you. Hope your July 4th weekend goes great. Happy 200, dude, no math on the show, 247th birthday? Country doesn't look a day over 245. Fantastic. God bless America. One, uh, one eight Prager 776. Let us roll next to Jamestown, New York. And Mel, that is you. Mark Davison for Dennis. How are you doing? Doing all right. As you said, the CNN headline said uh, Supreme Court limits LGBTQ rights. Newsmax uh-huh. says Supreme Court uh, limits LGBTQ demands. That's no. <laughs> I, I think my favorite thing would be Supreme Court bolsters First Amendment rights. How about let's yes. let's accentuate the positive as the song title goes. Exactly. I so appreciate that headline, Mark. I wish Newsmax would have used that one. And I also appreciate how you said it takes courage to say things that are normal, especially when we see things happening on college campuses. I know. I know. Do it. 
It's crazy. I, thank you. It's it's crazy because I, I mean, I've done this. I've I've been doing talk shows for more than forty years. All right, started Jacksonville, Florida in nineteen eighty two. And, you know, Reagan's first term seems like forever ago. It probably was forever ago, according to many. Uh, and my, my life, professional life of doing this has involved a, a lot of agreement, a lot of disagreement, a lot of debate, a lot of issues in that, which, by the way, has been great. Every bit of it has been a joy. Uh, but it used to be that conservatives and liberals, that we would uh, disagree over how high or low taxes should be. We would uh, talk about how strong, you know, whether our borders need to be stronger or whether they're just fine. Uh, whether a, a, a child in the womb has a right to life or not. I mean, these are these were the debates we, that we still have, but these are the debates of long ago. Now we have debates, debates over how many genders there are. We have debates over whether wealth is good. We have debates over whether the police are a good thing to have. We it, it, Everything is just so wheels off, so crazy. And that's kind of what I meant at the close of the last segment. Part of the Republican path to victory in 2024, part of it is selling specific conservatism, doing it with skill, and showing people how conservatism is just better, more sensible, better for everybody than liberalism is. But part of it is going to be you may not agree with us about everything but those people are insane and i think that might uh, snag some independent vote as well one eight prager seven seven six one eight prager seven seven six we are in brooklyn mike mark davison for dennis how are you hello hi mr david thank you very much for taking my call um my pleasure i didn't realize i didn't even realize that i was on that i was on the air but nevertheless surprise um, I, just heard, I just heard something that you said, and it was very, very important, something that I think is very, touches my heart anyway. I don't think that anything that's going on in the country at the moment is by accident. All the stuff that's going on with the, with the abortion, the abortion uh, stuff and, and LGBTs and all this kind of stuff, it's all planned. It's, all, it's not ridiculous. I mean, anybody that's read anything about Marxism, about uh, communism and how Russia was overthrown with the Tsar, it will understand easily what's going on. I, I believe that everything has just been planted, and unfortunately people are so naive and ignorant that they don't really realize it, and the people that are liberal just buy into this stuff. But the guys at the top... Okay, I need, I, I, need about, I need about 30 seconds for you to just do the host a favor on a Friday and kind of tell me what the heck you're talking about. Uh, the things are, are everything you've described uh, are, seem fairly self-evident. There's an easy explanation for almost all of it. There are people who believe that the uh, the unborn don't deserve protection. There are people who believe that affirmative action is good. Uh, there are people who believe that student debt bailouts are a good idea. They're called liberals. They exist. They're everywhere. There's a, one who's president right now. So, what is the unseen hand that you're describing to me? Help a brother out. It's the it's the government, the people that are, that are on, the people that are basically manipulating the system. Uh, uh, um, I mean, the the hierarchy of the Democratic Party. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're just doing what Democrats do. I mean, uh, they they are doing what Democrats do. And I and on my previous rant, it is bolder and crazier than it used to be. 
You know, it used to be the Democrats were the people who were more liberal than I was. Democrats were people who wanted taxes higher than I wanted them, borders weaker than I wanted them, abortion laws way more uh, ghoulishly permissive than I wanted them. Now liberals are people who think that there are 27 genders. Now liberals are people who think that the police are evil. Now liberals are people who think that America is still a racist hellhole like it's 1953. Uh, That's the party right now. You know, can it be can it be wrestled back? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that'll be up to Democrat voters, won't it? It looks like. Uh, and oh, hey, here's you want to add something to the topical layer. Is Biden going to be the Democrat nominee? If you find yourself thinking, look at him for crying out loud, especially these last couple of days, wandering aimlessly off the set while Nicole Wallace is still trying to do the segment. Uh, he is barely coherent. And you may find yourself thinking, hey, there's just no way this guy can be the nominee of the Democrat Party. And that's a reasonable thing to believe until you start to embrace what it will take for that to change. How, how do you replace him? They're not going to 25th Amendment him. It will have to come from him. It will have to be proactively from him. Jill will have to do what she should have done some months ago. Go to Joe and say, listen, this is not going to happen for a second term. It's time for us to, you know, sit on the porch and whittle at the beach house in Delaware. We're done here. For your health, for our well-being, let's go play with the grandkids and just have a good time. You had a good first term, in the minds of some, and let's just do it. But she didn't do that. Now she'll have to, or President Biden will have to wake up and go, wow, all these people are right. I'm losing it. I don't have enough of my marbles or enough calendar time left to, to live out a second term. He's not going to do that. In what universe does he do that? So let's say he does. Then what? Oh, Gavin Newsom. Good looking guy, good strong campaign set, you know, campaign skill set, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, excuse me, are we missing something? White guy Gavin Newsom would have to be brought in as they completely give the back of the hand to, here it comes, a woman of color. Who's, who's gonna, you know, abduct Kamala Harris so that she's not there and we can get Gavin Newsom in to save the Democrat Party? If it's not him, it's her. Be careful what you wish for in Democrat land. So, uh, so, so th- this, this, this is this is the Democrat Party in 2023. Now, RFK Jr. has like 17 to 20 percent. Who are those people? Uh, somewhat more reasonable Democrats. They do exist. I talk to them every day. Not every Democrat is a Chuck Schumer, AOC loving, uh, you know, squad loving, uh, uh, bug eyed leftist. So. The path ahead is interesting. Mark Davis in for Dennis. 1-8-Prager-776. More of you next. Always a good idea. Always a good idea to hang out at the Dennis Prager Show, even when the fill-in guys are here. At least I hope. That's my job to make it worthwhile. Mark Davis, 660 AM, The Answer at Dallas-Fort Worth. Your occasional Texas talk show buddy hanging in here for Dennis. Uh, 1-8-Prager-776 is how you get a hold of us. At Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis is how you get a hold of me or follow me on Twitter or shoot me a little uh, note there if you wish to do that. Uh, next segment, okay, so just a few minutes from now, next segment, get ready. It's uh, it's Mark's Reader's Theater as I go directly into the Clarence Thomas uh, response to Katanji Brown-Jackson's constitutional illiteracy. It is just, I will try to do it justice. It is a wonderful 
wonderful thing. And that's in the very next segment. So stick around. It'll just take a few minutes, but plenty of calls uh, before there, uh, before, during, and after. Eight six. Uh, it's a one eight Prager seven seven six. And we are next in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And Cat, that is you. Hi, Mark Davison for Dennis. Happy Friday. Hi, happy Friday, Mark. You know, the devil is again a dragon lurking around seeking whom he can devour. And last weekend in New York City, they had a parade. And and they were saying, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. Yeah. Isn't that that just rich? I mean, it's That's one way to put it. They tell you what they're going to do. Let's believe them. I say when somebody tells you what they're doing, believe them. When someone shows you what they are, believe them. And listen, I know that a lot of people might hang out at a pride parade. Listen, there are gay folks. What is it? Gays against groomers? That's an interesting Twitter feed. Folks who would say, hey, we're gay, but we know that we're men. And and this whole trans business. In fact, this is what's bad. Didn't Dave Chappelle actually riff on this in a, in a recent special about the uh, the? He got everybody in the car: the L, the G, the B, the T, and the Q. And 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 the G isn't quite sure about the T. It's like, wait a minute, uh, y'all y'all believe what? You know, at least listen. You know, I, the, the gay guy says, "I am a man, and other men look good to me." But we both say we 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 don't think we're women. We don't think that we, we're not denying biology and the, and, the, and the chromosomal facts. So lumping all these folks in together, even that doesn't uh, always work. We are in Ohio. John, hey, Mark Davison for Dennis. How are you, sir? Hello. Hey, John. Hi. Mark. How are you? Good, good, yeah. Hey, um, a guy I went to high school with, uh, his second wife was, was a brain surgeon. And she operated on, she operated on Biden, um, on one half of his brain. In the for a brain aneurysm. He had he had two aneurysm surgeries in the eighties, and she was the surgeon for one of those. She was a surgeon for both. Really? Okay. And she, that's, that's a brush with greatness. Says, okay. She told me, and this is a direct quote. Yes. You you. Um, but with the passage of those two surgeries and the passage yeah. of all that time, she doesn't have much between the ears. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't. Biden doesn't. Yeah, have I was, was, was going to give you a room to recover there. Yeah, uh, I, I, was out after a, I was out after a couple of cocktails. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. We are in Portland. Christine, hey, Mark Davison for Dennis. How are you? Hello. Um, uh Previously, a man called, and he had a, an opinion which I which I support, and I want to speak further on it. And that sure. is that um, uh, we've been presented; the American people are presented with so many different issues that are important, and they're all important. All of them yeah. are, and right. they're subject. All of them, if you think about it, they're all subjects that all of us uh, have strong emotional feelings about and can discuss, right. and consequently. Yeah. Um, the, the democratic uh, elites, whoever are running things for, the, for that party, have de- he, I believe they have deliberately put forth so many, many controversial issues to preoccupy all of us. 
Like what? Like what? I mean, if it, if it is possible for many things to be hot and controversial at the same time. That's been true for yours and my entire life. So what would be an example of something that is being elevated merely as a fog machine to keep us distracted from something else? Well, there, there are many, many things. But I, I, I need one. Just need one. Just need one. What would be something that's kind of artificially been put in our face so that we won't notice what's going on over here? I'd like to explain the reason why. Yeah, 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 yeah. love you, love you, love you, love you. Yeah, Uh, and and by the way, there's a little human nature here, and I understand it. You perhaps can discern that I get this all the time. There's a lot of stuff going on. Sometimes five things, sometimes 25 things. They're all there. Now, the media can tilt the playing field somewhat. We'll talk about that next. Stick around. Back to the late 60s for the uh, Freedom Playlist. Little Felix Cavalieri and the Rascals and People Got to Be Free from 1968. And we are freer today because of this Trump-infused Supreme Court. And here in our final hour together, uh, why don't we head off on a couple of points of departure. We have the rulings themselves. Uh, Yesterday, affirmative action going by the wayside, as it properly should, because it's racist. Today, the Biden uh, student loan uh, bailout going by the wayside, as it should, because it's unconstitutional. Oh, obviously, speaking of affirmative action, it, it wasn't properly legally disposed of because it's racist. It was legally properly disposed of because it's unconstitutional, too, in violation of the equal protection doctrines of the 14th Amendment. And then... Uh, This lady who runs a 303 Creative in Colorado and gay couple comes in and says, hey, do our wedding website. And she said, "Eh, can't do that. And the state of Colorado, through its anti-discrimination statute, said, ah, you have to, putting their jackboot onto her in violation of her deeply personally held beliefs. Maybe, you know, there's something I probably should have said some time ago. Let's say in Colorado or any other state, let's say there is a uh, uh, some stone cold atheist. You know, uh, Bill's Godless Signs out there on Colfax in Denver or something like that. Now, somebody go looking for it. It may exist. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. I'm making stuff up. But let's say there's Bill's Godless Atheist Sign Company. And I walk in and say, hey, I got a little church event. One of you guys would make some big uh, banners that say, Jesus is Lord. Can he tell me uh, not going to do that? Of course he can. And then guess what I do? I go to another sign maker. Ta-da! This is not hard. So we've had a lot of um, a lot of words under the microscope. Tolerance. So much we are lectured. We have fingers wagged at us about tolerance all the time. And we should indeed be tolerant of various people for various things. To the extent that tolerance means, you know, we don't mistreat them. We don't, you know, don't, you know beat them up, kill them, you know, do terrible things. Obviously, obviously, obviously. But tolerance does not necessarily mean acceptance or celebration, and that's what we are called to do, or, or an alliance forged through a business relationship. You've got to do you know, our gay wedding because you do websites for a living. Guess what? No, I don't. A- any more than somebody – you know, I get paid to do talk shows. I welcome all views. Uh, can somebody call me and say, hey, Mark, uh, do a riff for about three minutes – on why uh, why trans kids uh, need to have top surgery. 
Uh, no, that's probably a bad example, but 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 it serves to illustrate that people are that part of free speech involves the right not to speak. Part of the First Amendment involves what you don't wish to say or don't wish to express. So tolerance is something that deserves some extra scrutiny. And heaven knows, as does diversity. Ah, diversity. Uh, All these companies with DEI offices, diversity, equity, equality of result, not opportunity. Equality of opportunity is good. That's why the affirmative action ruling is good and right and good for America. And inclusion. Oh, these wonderful words that have just been poisoned by the excesses of the left. Diversity is a wonderful thing. I grew up in a pretty diverse neighborhood in Camp Springs, Maryland, outside Washington, D.C. And I guess we're probably, most folks were white, but we had some black folks, some Asian folks, you know, some Hispanic folks. There, there you could run across people of a variety of races. And that was great. And by the way, nobody told them where to live. This is just where folks chose to live. Now, as, as I began high school in 1973, ha, 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 you may sense where I'm going. The good people of Prince George's County government said, hey, we need to start busing people. We need to take, and it didn't happen to me, but a whole lot of my friends at Crossland High School in Temple Hills, uh, hundreds of my friends were suddenly uprooted from the school they loved in the neighborhood where they lived and were shipped out to central Prince George's County to almost totally black schools. And the converse of this outrage was that a bunch of black kids who went to Central and Largo, went to school where they lived, had a bunch of friends, they were all of a sudden dumped at our doorstep uh, in a majority white school. It did not go well for many people. Were there benefits? Of course there were. There were friends I would not have had. There are friends I have to this day that I would not have had if busing hadn't dropped them right in my lap. But does that mean it's a good idea? Does this mean it was good? No, it was forced diversity. When it comes to a school, everybody should go to a school that's the closest one to their house, the public school that's closest one to their house. And that means that some neighborhoods are going to be virtually all white, so the school will be too. Some neighborhoods are going to be virtually all black, so the school will be too. Some neighborhoods are going to be a glorious 25% white, 25% black, 25% Hispanic, 25% Asian, and the school's going to look like that. The school will look like what the neighborhood looks like. As diverse or undiverse as people exercising their right to live where they wish will dictate. And that's, and in school, same deal. All this lamenting, this hand wringing, this pearl clutching, uh, we're not going to be able to have as diverse a student body. Why not? Why? Why is that necessarily so? Is that an admission that the black kids can't cut it, that the Hispanic kids just ain't going to make it? Which, by the way, might wind up being true at some campuses. So let's go to the real problem. The black kids aren't dumber. The Hispanic kids are not academically not wired to succeed. What's happening to where they're not succeeding as much as the white kids or the gold standard these days, the Asian kids? A lot of it has to do with family, intact families, work ethic, stable home life, good nutrition, well-funded school, you know. Uh, so let's let's solve the real problem rather than making everything specifically about pigment. Does that seem like a, does that seem like a good idea? Now, does to me, silly, silly me. All right, Mark Davis in for Dennis. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Davis, M A R K Davis, and I am the Happy Morning host at six sixty a.m. The answer here in thriving Dallas Fort Worth. Hope everything's good with you. Hope your July Fourth is just filled with all kinds of blessings. And as we, you know, it's listen, I love America every day, even when things are screwed up and they are screwed up mightily in a lot of ways. 
But on days like this, I'm just filled with an enormous amount of gratitude. And um, I just thank God for this wonderful country. I, I thank President Trump for his Supreme Court uh, nominations. And here's here's something. <laughs> Everything, it's kind of funny. Usually when I'm here, when I've been here the last few times, majority of the show has been the 2024 race. How's it all going? Is Biden going to be the nominee? Is Trump unbeatable? Can DeSantis catch him? Does anybody else even really need to be in the race? You know, stuff like that. Uh, the interesting narrative of the last, uh, one of many narratives of the last day or so, is as everybody remembers how much gratitude we owe President Trump for the Supreme Court nominations that he gave us, Amy Coney Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh. Without them, if we if we have, you know, going back to Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing, you know, if Obama gets one, if Hillary got three, God help us, um, this stuff ain't happening. None of this stuff is happening but for these Supreme Court justices. Do I still like Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito more than any of the three that Trump gave us? Yeah, slightly. But uh, everything's relative. Everything's relative. And I'll take the three Trump justices, please, by a, a, a country mile over nominations that would have resembled more closely. Uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan. All right, let's go to the phones. one prager 776 prager 776 We are in Dallas. Close drive. Corey, Mark Davison for Dennis. How you hey. doing? Mark, doing well, man. Long time listener. We've talked a couple of times on your show. and uh, Enjoying the topic you're putting out today. Uh, had a question for you with all the topic of uh, this affirmative action uh, stuff with the universities getting struck down. Uh, just kind of want to get your thoughts uh a couple of colleagues of mine in the uh, travel industry, I'll just leave it at that, uh, were talking about this. I don't know if you remember a year or so ago, uh, United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby said that he was going to hire his pilots based on diversity. And so do you think, you know, just want to get your thoughts, you know, does this open up Pandora's box for, you know, kind of going towards striking down diversity, not just at the uh, education level, but, you know, with employers and stuff like that? It is harder to document the degree to which airlines are showing preferences based on that. When a CEO steps out front and says uh, that that we're – it depends on what a a CEO means. If they're going to recruit more heavily among potentially talented black or Hispanic or Asian or whatever pilots, that's great as long as they're not you know dumbing down the requirements. As long as we're not shoehorning people of certain race into the cockpit – uh, even when there are more qualified people of other races out there in the waiting room, that, I, whether you're, if you're flying my plane or you're, or you're about to operate on me, I, I do not care what race you are. I so do not care what race you are. I care enormously if you have, have had the, the playing field tilted in your direction in order to achieve phony diversity. Phony diversity is to be, uh, is to be combated at every turn. All right, Mark Davison for Dennis. Back in just a moment. One eight Prager seven seven six. You know, I've heard a lot of things uh, there in the, the Prager U library, and they're all great. So I can only presume this one is as well. I did not envision when I woke up this morning and I knew I was going to do the Dennis Prager show that one of the Prager U promotional things was going to involve a deep dive into the presidency of Franklin Pierce. Is he maybe the most obscure president? I mean, doesn't Millard Fillmore, his immediate predecessor, and how do I know that? 
I, I can't. I, I know the 13th and 14th president. I know all 12 guys to walk on the moon in order, but I can't find my car keys. Uh, welcome to my brain. Mark Davis, hi. In for Dennis. Always great to be here. All things Dennis at DennisPrager.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis. All right. Why don't we head to East Pachogue, New York. Dominic, Mark Davis, in for Dennis. How are you? Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Thanks for taking Good. my call. Hi. So um, I'm here in East Pachogue. It's on Long Island, New York. Um, on Wednesday, I brought my girlfriend up to City MD. Uh, she had an eye problem, and uh, CDMD is part of the summit. Uh, they're the largest healthcare private healthcare provider in urgent care in the United yeah. States. Yeah. So um, I, I went in there and I asked them, um, would would uh, they be willing to display an American flag? a donated American flag in oh. their window. Okay. Well, all right. So uh, the girl said, I'll have to call my district manager. I'll call you yeah. back. You know, I gave yeah. you my name and phone number. Anyway, never right. heard from him. So yesterday I went up. I saw the same woman. I said, uh, you know, any results? Yeah, I spoke to the DM. And uh, unfortunately not because uh, they're not in all the sites. So I said, oh, oh okay. They have to have a uniformity. Okay, all right, all right, okay. So I said, okay, so how about if I donate American flags to every facility? <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You will not be deterred. Uh, I respect that. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, how'd that yeah, go? Yeah. So, so uh, you know, obviously she said she can't make that decision to call corporate. Um, but... You know, here they have, and I never mentioned this, Mark, uh, to any of them, but here yeah. they have the rainbow flag displayed in the front window. Oh, so not- okay. All right, let's 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 not bury the lead, because I was thinking that maybe they just got a thing, and, it, and it's funny, and sometimes people play a little gotcha game here. This company refused to put in an American flag, and maybe they just don't want flags. Maybe they just don't do flags. However... If they got the pride flag in the window, it shows that they are willing to do flags, doesn't it? Right. So, and yes. I never mentioned it to them. I said, I never, yeah. I don't want nothing. All I said was, would you be willing yeah. to display a donated oh, well. American flag? I know. Not so even anyway. going to cost you anything. Okay. So what's 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 our what's our takeaway here? Are we are we finding another doctor at this point? Or are we uh, are we what are what are we doing? So, so um, I went to Lowe's. I bought an American flag, a nice big one, and as I'm talking to you, I am demonstrating in front of City MD. Oh my! Oh my! Wow! Okay. American flag. All right, all right. The point being that they're they're they are obviously they are flag friendly. They got the pride flag going, but when I asked them, would they would they let me donate an American flag? They said no. Uh, that's a, a there you go. They, they, you know what? If because first I was and a lot of times um, I'm always looking for a way for there to be a less pernicious uh, uh, explanation if there ever is. But apparently they do flags. If they do flags, they do flags. Pride, yes. America, no. Hmm. Make your medical care decisions accordingly. All right. Next up, we are in uh, Los Angeles. Brent. Hey, Mark Davison for Dennis. How are you? Happy Friday. 
Hello, marvelous American Mark. <laughs> You're so kind. You know, I wanted to thank and bless our courageous Supreme Court for outlawing affirmative Democrat racism, while wickedly woke Marxists despicably demand the posthumous lynching of Martin Luther King and Frederick Douglass, who authentically believed in equality, independence, morality, responsibility, and just old-fashioned hard work. But but proudly and pathetically, the Obama-Biden Democrats are screaming that we only judge people by the color of their skin, but never by the content of their character, of which they have none. And so I can... (laughs) And so I can hear a satanic scream from a racist past, segregation today, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. Skillfully done, well-crafted, well-delivered. Wow, that's, uh, that's almost theatrical in its impact. No, no, good job. 1-8-Prager-776, I had to follow that act. We're in Pensacola. Sherry, hey, Mark Davison for Dennis. How are things on the Florida Panhandle? Hot. Ah. <laughs> I can imagine so. I can imagine. Hey, I'm in Texas. <laughs> I'll see your hot and raging yeah, humid. <laughs> nice to have you. Thanks. Um, I'm calling in with a comment that I never hear, and it's perplexing. Regarding Biden's threat to override um, the student loan forgiveness decision, um, when a person enters a contract, a financial contract, be it mm-hmm. mortgage rent, credit card, a loan for any purpose, including education, you are signing your name and you become legally obliged to follow the terms of the contract. So if student loan student loans are to be contracts that, eh, well, yeah, you don't have to follow it. Yes, I I suggest that anyone who thinks that's a good thing should stop paying their rent or their mortgage or their credit because, card hey, payment. Because, because, eh, because exactly. they it's optional. Contract and, hey, you know, contract. That's it. Eh, maybe. That's, that's, this, this that is, is exactly right. Toward, toward lack of ethics. And it's no surprise that Biden thinks it's a good idea because he has no yeah. ethics. Look, look, at, so, look, at the, look, look at the caller quality here in the final hour of the Prager Show. You guys are on it. Sherry, thank you. God bless and the best to everybody in Pensacola. Fine Navy town. Uh, yeah, it's, we are in, and I, I vented earlier about you know, it's sort, of, sort of old boomer, the way things used to be kind of thing, except I'm right about all this, how we used to raise kids differently and they used to you know, be cut from seemingly better cloth because we certainly did a better job of parenting, how we're having debates over things that we didn't used to have debates over, like how many genders are there, is wealth good, are the police good, stuff like that. Um, this, this lady's point that... Uh, it used to be inviolably true that your signature on something was a commitment. Guess what? We're in post-consequences America where you can get away shoplifting. Uh, we're letting all kinds of people out of jail because of who knows what. And we're also in post-obligations America. The disposable marriage, the student loan contract you signed. Eh, as she said, eh. Mark Davison for Dennis, and we will continue. 
Well, look at us. We're in the home stretch here, kids. Final half hour of the Dennis Prager Show for the day, for the week. My, what lies ahead? Well, July 4th, next week on a Tuesday, America's birthday. God bless this magnificent nation. And I hope that your plans, if you got the good, uh, big old fat four-day weekend, good for you and uh, make good use of it and have a lot of fun and do whatever you're going to do. But try to make sure that you stay rooted in what the holiday is about. I mean, I I deliver this uh, loving lecture every Memorial Day, every Veterans Day, just essentially to say, listen, get out and do what you're going to do. You know, buy a mattress, have a picnic, whatever you're going to do. But uh, let's just make sure. Uh, that we stay mindful and, and grateful of the fact that this this magnificent nation uh, was created. And, you know, but but for the founders, but for July fourth, seventeen seventy six, you and I ain't talking. At least we're not talking about what we're talking about now, are we? All right, one eight Prager seven seven six. As we head next to, uh, let's go to New York. Brian, hey, Mark Davison for Dennis. How you doing? Hey, Mark. How are you? Um, Hi. Good. I don't know why we twist ourselves up trying to make these arguments that seem like they could be much simpler, like this website slash cake-making nonsense. The government can't force me to speak. It can't force me to express myself. It can't force me to incriminate myself. It can't Uh force me to associate with someone I don't want to. Why can't that just be the answer? Why do I have to justify not wanting to associate with someone? Well, that because that, that's earth logic, and you're 100% correct. The reason that's been a struggle is America 2023, and it, not just now, but for decades and decades, has sublimated the basic truth that you're talking about under this obsession we have with discrimination. And obviously, there, there are certain laws we should have that prevent discrimination of some type. But almost anything wanted by anybody in the so-called get-ready protected group must be something that we must bend the knee to. And so that battle, that, that is believed by virtually every Democrat. Democrats are largely in power. They have been a majority on the Supreme Court for a long time. So that's how you get pushback on what to you and me seems like a self-evident truth. Right. But the right justifies it by making the argument that, well, I don't have to do this because of my religion or I don't have to do this because of whatever reason, when the reason really should just be I don't want to. And to take this out to the crazy extreme, if a Republican gets elected president and tries to force everyone to associate with that person by forcing them to join the Republican Party, what would the backlash be? Precisely right. As Justice Gorsuch said, we live in a a nation of of free choice and uh, not coercion. All right, 1-8 Prager 776. We are in Pasadena, California. Phil, Mark Davison for Dennis. How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm doing great. It's good to hear your voice. I love it when you uh, sit in for Dennis. You. You do a great job. Thank you very much. Uh, something I wanted to comment on. Um, I, I heard Dennis, if I'm not mistaken, say that he was asked in, I believe, Romania. I know it was in Eastern Europe. What is the definition of leftism? And he basically said he's at that moment at a loss for words, which I totally get. Um, but having family in Eastern Europe and having that background, I think I do have a definition. It's a political manifestation of a psychological war against reality. And they are for something. I know Dennis said, I can't think what they're for. They're pro-fantasy. 
Well, everybody that's against, everybody that's against something is for something else. People say all Republicans are just against things. Well, no, we're not. We're for strong borders. We are for protecting the unborn. We are for lower taxes. We are for you know, like you know, anything. Just flip the coin. Uh, I find it. I don't believe Dennis has ever been at a loss for defining what leftism does. I think he does it every day. Um, but your use of, of of reality as as an objective uh, factor is 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 spot on. I mean, I I don't believe that there are two genders because of any political view that I have, because of any chromosomal fact of mine, <laughs> just there's not, nothing about being a man that makes me believe there are two genders. It's called I'm a human being with eyes and a brainstem. Uh, there are two genders. This it, it, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, is this the, uh, the, the source material on this? We are all entitled to our own opinions. We are not entitled to our own facts. Judicial activism places beliefs, passions, a social and political agenda in the place of the factual words that appear in the, uh, in the text of the Constitution. There is no right to abortion in the Constitution. There never was. That's why Roe v. Wade was a half-century stain of fiction. There, there's, there's, there's nothing in, in the Constitution that makes it okay to tilt the playing field away from some races and toward others in order to achieve somebody's phony view of what diversity is or should be. And, and it's the conservative justices who are the only ones who are constitutionalists. I, we'll, we'll be a much better country when even the politically liberal justices who vote for Obama, vote for Biden, vote for Hillary, but they nonetheless know what the Constitution actually says and what it doesn't. Won't that be fun? Mark Davison for Dennis. Be right back. Well, this has been a joy as it always is. A couple of minutes left, so let me do a couple of things if we can. Mark Davis, been in for Dennis, as I always am. Whenever they ask, it's always a pleasure. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis, and all things Dennis at DennisPrager.com. Today has been very much about gratitude, and you know, I've talked about you know, thank God for these Supreme Court decisions, thank God for Trump and his Supreme Court picks, and I mean that. I don't just throw that around. I thank God himself for all of these things. And on the, the, the local show that I do, back when COVID hit and everybody was scared to death and I came back off a of vacation to come in and do shows and everybody was just terrified, what's going to happen? And you know, I thought, how can I serve this listenership the best here locally in North Texas? And I thought, well, first thing I can do is pray. I'm going to do that myself, but how about doing it publicly? So some form of a prayer to get us through all of that took shape there three and a fraction years ago. And uh, COVID's behind us, but the prayer is not. So if I can share the, the, the form that I do these days, I think it works nationally as well as locally. And I hope it's something that, uh, that, that, that harmonizes with, uh, with your thoughts. Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of this day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and for your direct hand in creating it. Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. So lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America, where our Constitution is honored, where our schools and public spaces are safe, where our elections are reliable, where our borders work, where we protect the unborn, where we fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created, and where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill, and our freedoms of speech and worship 
are protected. As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many, many blessings in our nation, our communities, and our families. Because if we follow you, Lord, we know we can get through anything. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. So, uh, as we conclude, and I send you into the weekend uh, on the here on the Dennis Prager Show, where it's always a joy to be. Um, here comes here comes the Fourth of July, and fireworks, hot dogs, absolutely. But with God firmly in our mind, if that's uh, your inclination to do so, I mean it. Thank Him for His direct hand in the creation of this magnificent land. And are things kind of crappy right now? Yep. <laughs> Is this the worst presidency of my lifetime? Yep. But can good things still happen? in the form of, of blows struck for our freedom and liberty created by our founders? And can the Supreme Court get it right sometimes? Yes, they can. With this conservative fight, if we are patient and work hard, can we make things better in this great land? Yes, we can. So thank you for hanging out with me. Dennis, I appreciate you letting me do this, and I appreciate you all hanging out. Mark Davis, Dennis Prager Show. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Davis, and I'll see you next time they ask, right here on the Dennis Prager Show. Have a great weekend, and happy birthday, America. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the daily Dennis Prager podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.